I remember when I was in Karen Biavna, we used to have a Shabbaton together with the Gush guys and the Shalvim guys. And I remember we were in, uh, I don't remember which yeshiva it was that we had the Shabbaton in, but they had yogurts at Shalashudas that you had to open up by peeling off the top of the, uh, of the yogurt. And I remember that the Posek in Yeshiva Karen Biavna, uh, Rav Rubenstein, held that it was mutter to open those yogurts on Shabbos, but Rav Aaron Lichtenstein held that it was usher to open those yogurts on Shabbos. So all the Gush guys couldn't eat, and the Karen Biavna guys were eating. So they came up with the following Eitzah. They decided that they would ask us, the Karen Biavna guys, to be their Shabbos guy. So uh, they have us do, do the malacha for them, open up the yogurts for them. So the shayla is, and this obviously is not just a yogurt shayla, this is a shayla that comes up in some very complicated and uh, important, important cases. Uh, if I hold something as asr, and you hold that it's mutter, not that you're wrong, you follow a reliable posik that holds that it's mutter, but I'm convinced that your posik is wrong, and I'm right that it's, that it's asr, can I ask you to do it for me? I don't hold of the eruv, not as a chumrah, I'm not as a I don't hold it because I think it's possible. And you hold of the Eru. Can I have you carry for me on Shabbos? Or let's take a, even a more extreme kind of example. Let's say I hold this, a patient whose brainstem death, whose brainstem death has, has no, no blood flow to the brainstem, is considered to be, uh, to, to be alive. And you hold that that patient is considered to be dead. Can I ask you to unplug, to unplug the patient? According to me, that's an act of murder. According to you, it's nothing. You're just burying a dead body. You're, you're getting a, de- a dead body ready for burial. So am I allowed to do that? Can I, if I hold something's Asrim, you hold something's Mutter, am I allowed to do this? So I first saw a discussion of this. I've been asked this question a lot of times, particularly about the Arab situation uh, in different communities. I first saw a discussion of this in Chuvus Minchas Asher, Simen Yer Aleph, and then I saw, a, uh, to my mind, a more complete discussion of it in, uh, from Rabbi Gil's student, in an essay that Rabbi Gil's student wrote. And Rabbi Student breaks it down into the following four basic categories. He says, let's take non-Hilcha Shabbos related issues first. Let's assume outside of Hilcha Shabbos. Am I allowed to ask you to do something that I hold as us or you hold as mutter? So one svara to say that it should be no good is, I'm causing you to do what I believe is an Avera. I'm not allowed to give you bad advice, but I'm also not allowed to cause you to do an Iser. So is this included in Lifnei Verlosit and Michshal? Rav Asher Weiss in his Minchas Asher and Sefer Vayikra has two essays in a row about Lifnei Verlosit and Michshal where he goes through like nine nafkaminas in the Chakira about Lifnei Verlosit and Michshal. The Chakira of Lifnei Verlosit and Michshal is how do you understand Lifnei Ver? Is it an Iser Klali or is it an Iser Prati? Meaning, when I cause you to eat Chazer, did I violate Lifnei Ver, just the general Iser called Lifnei Ver? Or is it that Livne Iver says that it's Ki'ilu, I participated in your Achilles Chazim? So maybe this would be an Afkamina. If you hold that Livne Iver Lusit and Michel is that I participated in your action, and I hold that that action is Asr, so then maybe it would be Asr for me to ask you to do it, because then it's, it's as if I carried in the Eruv. I participated in your carrying in the Eruv. But if you're Lifnei Iver, it's an Klali. It's just I'm a separate Iser called Lifnei Iver. So when I ask you to carry in the Eruv, only if you did an Avera did I violate Lifnei Iver. But if you never actually did an Avera because you followed a reliable posting and you did what for you is Mutter, then maybe I didn't violate Lifnei Iver. So maybe Talui on, these, uh, on, on this Diyun in Lifnei Iver Lositin Mikshal. Um, this Shaila come, came up in Poskim 
in uh, situation in discussion about smoking on Yantiv. It used to be that there were postcards that held that you were allowed to smoke on Yantiv because they were under the impression that smoking is shavalakal nefesh. And therefore, you're allowed to smoke on Yantiv. There's still poskim today that hold that way, but they're wrong. So, but the, the poskim that used to hold that way, they were they had that a leg to stand on. They held that it was shavalikal nefesh before they knew how uh, how dangerous it was. So the Sharamelech paskins that if someone holds that smoking is asr on Yantiv, can he give a cigarette to somebody who holds that it's mutter to smoke on Yantiv? Sharamelech says that. Uh, that, that he may not do so. You're not allowed to give a cigarette to someone who holds that it's mutter because lufne iver is, uh, is me participating in your action. So if uh, when I cause you to smoke on Yantif, I aid you in smoking on Yantif, it's ki'ilu, I'm smoking on Yantif. Nevertheless, the majority of poskim seem to hold not that way. The Mabit discusses, uh, the, the, the Mabit in his Chuvus Mabit, Chelek Aleph, Simen Chafalif, um, in, in, in the context of the discussion of Shemitah, that if I hold that, uh, that, that, that produce that was, uh, that was harvested and, and, and cultivated by a guy during Shemitah year does have Kedusha Shavias, am I allowed to sell it to you or give it to you, not sell it, but give it to you during Shemitah year if you hold that it doesn't have Kedusha Shavias? If you hold it doesn't have Kedusha Shavias, you're not going to treat it properly with the proper Kedusha. When you have a bottle of wine, let's say, that says Kedusha Shavias, that says that it's Shemitah wine, you have to treat that bottle of wine differently than you would any other. You're not allowed to put out your Avdala candle with the, with the wine. With the, you're not allowed to spill any of it out. You're not allowed to pour any of it down the drain. You're not allowed to cook with it. You're only allowed to... You have to drink every drop and it has to be drunk in the normal way. You're not allowed to do anything else with it. Can I trust you to do that if I hold something as Kedusha Shvius and you don't hold that as Kedusha Shvius? Can I give it to you? So the Mabit brings Raya's that, yes, I'm allowed to give it to you as long as you're relying on a, on a reliable Shita. His Raya's from the Sugi and Yavamastaf Yadalid when it says that the Beishameh and the Beisilo would use each other's kalim even though they had machlokasim about whether certain kalim were Tameh or were Tahar. So the Gemara asks, wait a second, if, uh, how do they use each other's kalim? If I hold the plea as Tameh, how can I borrow a plea from you that you think is Tar, but I hold this Tameh? So the Gemara says, no, they would inform each other. They would tell each other. Uh, when the Beisilo would lend the plea to the Beishameh, they'd say, Beishameh, by the way, uh, you don't want this one because this one you think is Tameh. I'm okay with it, but you think it's Tameh. This isn't for you. Right? It's like if you don't hold of uh, you're not Makhbed on, uh, on Chalafa companies, but you have a guest at your house that is, so you'd inform him, don't have that. That's not for you because it's uh, Chalafa companies. It's not Chalaf Yisrael. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't have it. So the Mabit points out, why didn't the Gemara say that Beis Hillel would stop Beis from using any Kli that Beis Hillel held his Tameh? Shouldn't that be their responsibility to stop them? Shouldn't they have to stop them from using it? No, they didn't hold that they have to stop them. Why? Because you don't have to stop someone from doing what he holds his mutter and what you hold is, uh, is Asr. Roshom Zalman passed in this way. Halach Lamaisa, Roshachta told me an unbelievable story about how uh, an OBGYN once had a patient who wanted to get an abortion, and it was a trying circumstance, but it wasn't Pikuach Nefesh to the mother, it was a trying circumstance, and she, uh, she asked her doctor, can you ask your Rebbe, Rav Shlomo Zalman? So the doctor called up Rav Shlomo Zalman and said, can, we, uh, can, can this woman get an abortion? Rav Shlomo Zalman said, it's Ritzicha, absolutely not, it's murder. So the doctor said, think about it for 24 hours. Let me just call you back in 24 hours. I want you to think about it for 24 hours. Shlomo Zalman said, it's murder today, it's going to be murder tomorrow. I don't know what you want me to think about. Okay, just think about it for 24 hours. So Shlomo Zalman calls him back a few hours later. And he says, this woman, does she know me? Does she have any shaykhahs to me? Does she ever ask me her shaykhahs? Is her husband a Talmud of mine? No, 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 nothing. She just wanted to ask a big rabbi. She told me to ask you. Says Shlomo Zalman, 
There's a great rabbi in Yerushalayim. Tell the woman there's a great rabbi, Rabbi Waldenberg. And this is his phone number. Tell her to call him and ask the shayla to him. Rabbi Waldenberg held that in certain types of situations, abortion was mutter. Rabbi Zalman held it was murder. But he said, it's a, she doesn't have to ask me the shayla. How could he give the number? He's, 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 it's Livnaivar. Your mom is giving over to, 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 to murder. Elamai, you're relying on a reliable shita, you're relying on a, on a, on a, on a day on poskim, and you hold that it's mutter, you don't have to hold it, you, you, I'm allowed to, to, to have you do that, you don't have to go like me, you don't have to be makabal my das. so I want to tell you to do so, so maybe lift naiver is not going to be a problem, but we have an, an additional issue, and this doesn't relate to that story of the Rosham Zaman, that is shlichus, what about when you make the person a shliach, isn't there a problem that if I ask you to do something for me, you become my shliach, and then it's kilo, I do the Avera? So you can say, of course that's not a problem. We all know the klal, ain't shliach ledvar Avera. You do an Avera for me, it doesn't relate back to me. Why is it ain't shliach ledvar Avera? Because we could assume that the person who I'm asking, I say, go eat that chazer tray for me. So the person's going to, gonna, gonna I, I, the person, uh, I'm not in violation of the Avera because the person is a moron. Why would, he knows that I told him to eat chazer tray and God told him not to eat chazer tray. Why would he listen to me over God? That's a very foolish thing to do. Yeah, that's if he believes that God told him not to eat it. But what if uh, I tell him to open up the yogurt? And he believes that God says that he's allowed to open up the yogurt because that's what his posek told him. So he's still going to have a svara, maybe not, maybe in that case, you should uh, have shlichus ledvar avera. As it turns out, this is probably a machlokas in Mesechas B'Metziah, Dav Yudamid Beis, where it discusses the ability of a field to make kinyane geneva. That chatserah shaladim is midin shliach, uh, how can a field be kona kinyani geneva, be kona geneva a stolen item for you if there's ain shliach ledvaravera? So there are two opinions in the Gemara. Ravina says that any shliach that himself is not chayiv in the Isser can, can become a shliach ledvaravera. The field has no chayivim, it's a field. So it can become a shliach ledvaravera. However, Rav Sama says that any shliach that cannot refuse the request can't turn it down, we can become a shliach lidvaravera. And that's why the field did, because the field can't say no. Ah, so according to Ravina, if the other guy has no iser, then he can become your shliach. But the other guy does have the ability to turn you down, so then you would still say, ain't shliach lidvaravera. So whether you'd say, yeh shliach lidvaravera, or ain't shliach lidvaravera in this case, maybe totally in that machlokas amarayim. It happens to be that the Ramah in Yerodeh, Simen Kov Samach, Paskins like Ravina, but many other Achronim, the Shach, Mishalamelech, Machne Ephraim, all Paskins like Rav Sama. So it seems that at least on a weekday, there's Makom Lahakel to say that if I hold something Zasser, I could ask you to do it. But what about on Shabbos? So on Shabbos, we have a couple of other issues. On Shabbos, we have two other issues. Number one, Daber Davar. I'm not allowed to speak about Malachos on Shabbos, and that may be a din in me. That if I'm asking you to do something that for me is a malacha, it may be a problem. So this is a discussion the Rashba writes in the Chuba based on yesterday's daf Yomi. The Gemara says in yesterday's daf that if you have a Shabbos Kufnun Aleph, that if you have, if I have payros that are outside of my Tchum Shabbos, but they're within your Tchum Shabbos, I'm allowed to ask you to watch those payros for me. Because for you, it's within your Tchum Shabbos. I, but for me, it's not shy, it's, uh, I wouldn't be allowed to do it. Says the Rashba, based on that, if 
I was Mechabal Shabbos early and you were not Mechabal Shabbos, I'm allowed to ask you to do a malacha for me. And it's not a problem with Dabr Dabr to ask you to do a malacha. Why? Because for you it's not a malacha at all. Maybe according to that we could say the same thing over here. That if for you it's 100% mutter and for me it's aser, so maybe it wouldn't be a problem of Dabr Dabr. But we have another issue. And the other issue is that you're not allowed, anything that you're not allowed to do, there's a, forget about Dabr Dabr speaking about the malacha, anything I'm not allowed to do, I'm not allowed to make a shlia, I'm not allowed to ask a guy to do for me on Shabbos, right? So I'm not allowed to have a Shabbos guy. So if that's true of a guy, that anything I'm not allowed to do, I'm not allowed to ask a guy to do for me on Shabbos, L'chora, it should be true of a Jew as well, that anything I'm not allowed to do, I shouldn't be allowed to ask a Jew to do for me on Shabbos. But again, we said that we're makel with this issue of if I was Mechabal Shabbos early, so I'm not allowed to be Mechabal Shabbos, yet I am allowed to ask another Jew to, uh, to, to do for me. But then there's a separate issue in Shabbos called Maisa Shabbos, that you're not allowed to benefit from Malacha that was done for you on, uh, on Shabbos. So is this is this Tully in the person that gets the benefit, whether he defines it as a malacha, or is it Tully in the person who uh, who does the malacha? So that Rav Usher thinks is Tully, Rav Usher in the Truva, he starts discussing the Shabbos issues, he thinks that it's Tully in the Machlokas, Magin Avram, and the, uh, and the Taz and Simon Reish Samach Gimel. We're running out of time already, but it turns out that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that according to the Magen Avram, there would be no Isser. According to the Taz, it L'chorah would, uh, would be an Isser. So uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to Hilchos Shabbos, it seems that there's more room to be Machmir uh, than, than when it comes to, uh, when it comes to other, other areas of Halacha. Now, Rav Asher has a very interesting conclusion. His conclusion is, it really depends on the kind of it, of, of machlokas. If it's a machlokas about like bishalach or bishul b'dovrlach, when it's lonet in legamri, where the svardim are machmer, Ashkenazim are mekel, and it's centuries old. This is, issue is centuries old, and everyone is firmly planted in their camps of what's mutter, what's aser, then you're allowed to do it. Then you're allowed to ask somebody who holds its mutter to do it for you. But if it's something that's still being debated in the Bate Medrash, even though there are shitos l'tzad and shitos l'kan and shitos l'kan, still he says, then you shouldn't do it. Then you shouldn't ask somebody to violate the, uh, the Isser for you. Very, uh, interesting, very interesting chiluk. Rabbi Student quotes from Rabbi Yaakov Ariel. He says that, um, that, uh, that, that uh, he agrees, he's masking to the sheet of Tzitz Eliezer, says that you're not allowed to ask someone to do something for you that you hold as Asr, but if he does it on his own, you are allowed to benefit from it. Meaning you can't ask him to open the yogurt for you, to open the bottle for you, to carry in the air for you, but if he did, it would not be a violation of, uh, of Maisa Shabbos. So the, again, there are, two, the, the, we, there, there are two reasons why... Um, well, there are two other reasons why one might be machmer, though. One might be machmer because you think that, uh, that, that, that you're correct in la lacha and the other guy is incorrect. That's what we've been talking about until now. What if you think the other guy is really correct la lacha? You're just being machmer. As a chumrah, stop accepting it as a chumrah. Well, if that's the case, then it seems a double pasha that you're allowed to ask him to do it for you. If you really hold, you really hold it this area. You think it's a kosher area. Yistam have a chumrah that you don't carry in any area. So can you have your wife carry in the area? Yeah, so she can carry something for you if she doesn't accept that chumrah upon herself. Right? You can have someone else carry. That's a different story. That for sure it would seem you're allowed to ask somebody, uh, somebody to do for you. Okay, that's a very, very uh, abbreviated version of this topic. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.